Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 322, the first ever listener spotlight episode with Brent Rogers. And I am your co-host, and the guy who did it again. And I'm your co-host and the guy who is now headed home from a quail hunt out west. All right. How was the quail hunt? It was good. We sacked up 43 wild bobwhite quail, which is no small feat these days in about two and a half days of hunting. So it was a, it was a lot of fun. We had a good time, ate some good food, and really had a lot of fun. Watched some good dog work. Oh, man. That's the name of the game. Yeah. It was good. We had a Brittany Spaniel that pointed them, and then we would flush them shoot them and then my labrador retriever mac would retrieve them for us so it worked out good how is mac doing by the way he's good he, you know he had some health issues we tried to take him out duck hunting while we were out there but it was so cold it seemed like that bothered his lungs and he started coughing so i had to carry him back to the truck hmm. but as far as quail hunting he did great like as long as he was running and wasn't just having to sit there 
soaking wet, he was fine. Yeah. You know, he may have been staging that. I would have coughed a couple of times to get to go back to the truck, too, if I was him. Heck, yeah. Stay yes. out of that cold water. and yeah. yeah, the water out there is like, I think the water is somehow below 32 degrees out there, but doesn't freeze because it is unbelievably cold. Yeah, it is it is entirely possible, you know. Yeah. Well, what did you do again? <laughs> I fooled that old man again. Oh, yeah? Santa. Absolutely pulled one over on that joker all right uh-huh he thought i was good <laughs> oh did you get many items off our list that we made a few weeks ago what a maroon <laughs> no no mm-mm. so yeah i had a good christmas spent some time with the family and we are well we chose this year not to really do any big gifts and just do stockings. And we're going to go on a trip this year because we didn't really do anything together as a family last year. So this coming year, we are going to, the consensus is, and, you know, we've got to play this whole COVID thing out, but the consensus is we're going to load up and go to Yellowstone for about seven to 10 days. Oh man, you will love it out there. Yeah, since you and Audrey went this fall, you know, it's been on my list of places to go for the past several years, and we just have not gotten there for one reason or another, and we're going to make it happen this year, I have a feeling, so looking forward to it, but yeah, it was a laid-back Christmas, not very stressful leading up to it, but it was a good time, you know, to be able to hang out with the family and get together, and you know, even though COVID still around and still affecting quite a few people it just really was not like so concerning over the holidays so it was nice yeah 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 that's how my family kind of handled it as well we went at it just like normal before we get too much into talking about the show i've got to just tell you something that's pretty dang awesome tell me about it we're 79 days nine hours 33 minutes and 35 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in alabama that's pretty awesome but you know it's even more awesome make my heart sing tell me we're only 43 days 12 <laughs> hours and 52 minutes from hunting turkeys in utah that's craziness that's not long at all. I mean, we're closing in on one month. Yeah. Pretty rapidly. So, we're about yeah. six weeks out. We'll be, be chasing them. And the good news is I already can't feel my toes. So <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little taste of what I think our hunt's going to be like. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I got to taste it this morning in Kansas while the snow was hitting me in the face. It was a good, good precursor for the turkey hunt that we're going on. Yeah. Very cool. They're only supposed to get like 10 inches of snow this week, so I'm sure there won't be much when we go. Right. (laughs) It will all be gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'll be an experience for sure. Sunny and 70 with no wind. That's what I'm expecting. That's what I'm hoping for, for sure. I'd be all right with that. (laughs) Yeah. Before we get into it, one weird thing that happened today, I've had three different people message me that they heard turkeys gobble today. Really? All in the South. So that's kind of strange. Two different states. It was a beautiful day today in the South. Yeah. And three different people texted me and said, hey, I just heard a turkey gobble. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I'm going to dive a, in and look at all the different weather factors for the day, figure out what happened. 
about the way it works. You know, there's yeah. good goblin days and bad goblin days. Yeah, even in the winter. Even in the winter, yeah. Today was a good one, apparently. Yeah. Well, speaking of good ones, we've got one for everyone today. Oh, yeah. We have an awesome interview for you guys listening. So Cameron and I mentioned to you all, gosh, I guess it was a couple of months ago that we come up with a harebrained idea of doing a listener spotlight interview. And we were taking nominations for the listener spotlight episode and asked you guys to email Cameron and me and let us know who you thought would be a good interview. Well, someone threw out the name of Brent Rogers. And for those of you who do not know Brent or know of Brent, I have to say to you, number one, you're missing out. But number two, it tells me you are not on social media because Brent Rogers is a machine on social media, especially in the turkey world. Yeah, and the collecting turkey world. Yes. So Brent, he's very active on social media. If you have, I think if you've ever posted a picture of yourself in a wild turkey, you probably got a comment from Brent Rogers congratulating you. So he's very, very much into the entire lifestyle of turkey hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the hunt. Exactly. He's a hunter. He is a collector of collars a collector of books, a collector of anything and everything related to turkey hunting. And so we've got the interview with Brent today. Brent is a longtime listener of the show. I think he was one of the very first listeners to ever reach out to me when I started this show going on, wow, I think seven years ago. So he's just a super, super guy. You guys are going to enjoy this interview and enjoy listening to Brent delve into his obsessions with us a little bit. So, Cameron, what do you say we jump on into the interview? Yeah, let's jump in. Y'all enjoy. All right. Listen in closely, and we'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. Cameron and I are glad to tell you that we have on the line with us today our first listener spotlight interview, and it is with one of the most interesting people that you guys will ever meet if you have the opportunity to sit down and chat with Mr. Brent Rogers at a turkey hunting event around the country, because he most likely will be there, then consider yourself very lucky. He is a long, long, long time listener to the show. Brent, you were probably one of the first people to listen to the show and to even reach out to me. And so I appreciate all the time that you've devoted to listening to the show and for whatever strange reason, you still listen. And I thank you for that. So Brent, my, my pleasure. How are you today and where in this beautiful country are you? Well, I'm doing good. It's a cold day here in Southeast Iowa. I'm just chillaxing at Rogers roost as I call it. All just, right. uh, Surrounding myself with all things turkey. Good deal. Good deal. So, Brent, I've never actually talked to you on the phone before, but I feel like you're a friend of mine after all the messages we've shared on Facebook, for sure. Absolutely. Social media, even though it at times can be an idiot's forum, there are some nuggets there, and uh, and I appreciate <laughs> folks like you, Cameron, because 
makes it well worthwhile. Oh yeah, I've really enjoyed getting to know you through Facebook Messenger for sure. And you have helped me with books, especially nobody else, because you have a vast knowledge of the turkey literature world. <laughs> that is true. Well, we all have our vices. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the things that I want to talk to you about, and and I know Cameron does too, is oh, yeah. that book vice, but also you do some some call collecting and and really anything and everything turkey. You just have immersed yourself in it, and you know you're you are one of us, so to speak, meaning that you're just obsessed with turkeys and possessed by them as well, and so that's. I do want to step back and touch on one thing real quick, though, and, and it's something that Cameron touched on, and that is your presence on social media. And I think that a lot of people who listen to this show will recognize you from that. And so I'm sure they're going to be excited to get the opportunity to learn a little bit more about you as well. So you know what, Cameron? What? We need to, we need to hit Brent with the... Rapid fire Q and A. Oh, for sure. That's the quickest way to get to know it. Bring it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> all right. Here. I'm sure he he's probably already ready for all the questions if he's listened for as long as you say. <laughs> I should have. I, I play taken along every time myself. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, then let me break out the stopwatch here. And Brent, you know how it works, so I'm just going to jump in with the first question and go. Great. All right. Wild turkey, grilled, baked, or fried? Grilled. Wild turkey, on the rocks, neat with cola or with water? Always neat. Number of grand slams? Zero. Have you ever killed a bearded hen? Yes. Have you ever killed a jake? Yes. A 10-minute successful hunt on a 2-year-old or a 4-hour long hunt with a clean miss on a 4-year-old? Gosh, I hate missing. <laughs> I'll, I'll, take the, I'll take the kill. Favorite camo <laughs> pattern? Uh, mossy oak. Bottom limb. Wild turkey legs for dinner or for the dog? I make pastrami out of them. Great stuff. Nice. More or less than five strikers in your turkey vest? I would say right about five or six. The state you killed your first turkey in? Iowa. The state you killed your last turkey in? Iowa. Sit in a blind for four hours and squeeze the trigger or run and gun for one hour and not shoot? Oh, out of the blind for sure. Rio's, well, you haven't. Have you killed a uh, anything other than eastern? Any other subspecies? A Rio. Okay. All right. So Rios or Easterns? Easterns. All right. Fields turkeys or woods turkeys? Well, most of what I hunt around Iowa is fields turkeys, but man, do I love woods turkeys as I travel. Shotgun scope, rifle sight, holographic sight, or beads? Sights. Rubber boots, leather boots or snake boots? Rubber boots. Favorite place you've ever hunted? New York. The most turkeys you've ever killed in a season? Eight. The least number of turkeys you've ever killed in a season? One. Out of all of the states that you've hunted, which state has the most uncooperative turkeys? Pennsylvania. If you only knew how to imitate one turkey sound to call turkeys, what would it be? Scratching leaves. On a scale of one to ten, how good of a turkey caller do you think you are? Uh, six. Your favorite turkey hunting book? <laughs> Illumination in the Flatwoods by Joe Hutto even though it's really not about hunting. Who taught you yeah, how to turkey a good hunt? one, though. Myself, and I watched videos. That really helped as well. Think of the toughest turkey you ever hunted. Did you ever kill him? Nope. 
Do you prefer long, sharp spurs or long, thick beards? Give me spurs. The biggest mistake new turkey hunters make? The same one I make. No patience. How long does turkey season last in heaven, and what is the bag limit? Oh, it's it's open season, and uh, you got to shoot your way out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I want to get out, so I don't think I'll be trying to shoot my way out, I guess. <laughs> I've got 3 minutes, 24.64 seconds. That is a strong That's show. That's pretty sir. good. Yeah. Very fun. Good. It's a lot... I have to say it's a lot more fun than I even anticipated. It's always fun to listen to the answers, but uh, that was that was great. Yeah, well, thanks for playing yeah, along. You, you can gather from those questions pretty quickly, like, how does this person hunt? You know, what do they like to do to hunt? and That, that kind of thing. I, I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I always enjoyed doing that, and, you know, I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from the listeners with it. It's, it's a good time. So, yeah, that – so let's jump in. In the rapid fire Q and A, you made mention that your favorite book, turkey hunting book, is Illumination in the Flatwoods, and that is one that you and I have spoken about several times. And now that you have said that, I'm reminded of a conversation that we had about it, and that was, "Hey Andy, do you think you can help me get Joe Hutto to sign a copy of that book?" And I have yet to do that, and I want mine signed. So hey, 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 hey let me get send you. <laughs> I want one signed too. <laughs> well, I admit to being a little bit type A when it comes to this stuff. So I've been in touch with Joe for well over a year and right. he signed several things for me. And, uh, he's, uh, he's been really a lot of fun just to kind of get to know over email and, and super good guy. He's got another book coming out, uh, called in the eye of the deer, hopefully in the next year or so, yeah. which will be quite interesting, but yeah, uh, we can, we can talk offline, but uh, definitely, definitely it's something you want to do is contact Joe and get your book signed. Yeah. Wow. He is yeah. one fascinating man. Do I you, mean. do you have to put the book in like a saddle bag on a mule deer to get it to him or. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he, he's moved back to Florida. So he, you know, he was in Wyoming and now he's moved back to, to Florida. And so it's, it's kind of funny when I first called him um, and talked to him, he said uh, he had just had a lightning strike at his cabin. And he, he, uh, he said everything electronic burned out, including the hearing aids he was wearing. And he said, I, I think wow. I'm okay. <laughs> and uh, he's got, got such a great sense of humor. But yeah, he's back in Florida where, where of course, all the, the illumination book took place. Yeah. Wow. Did Very he... cool. Did he mention what his next project is? Because I know it's not going to be sitting around. Well, other than the book he's writing, I know he's just, what he basically said is he's just enjoying life. So he's good. Um, he's definitely uh, taken more time, I think. to. I mean, he talked about, typical Joe, he talked about how docile the water moccasins were and how much he liked handling them. And I said, Joe, you don't realize <laughs> You're not normal. <laughs> How docile the water. That's like the most aggressive snake I've ever come across, I thought. <laughs> I, I happen to believe they're just curious. Yeah. Well, they're, gonna, they're not going to be curious long. They come slithering up to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Joe's, uh, Joe's lady of his life right now is Rita Coolidge. I don't know if you know who that is, but she's a, 
she's a pop singer and and so I think Joe's just really enjoying life because he's got himself a, a nice place in Florida and he's enjoying all that life has to offer. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That definitely is an interesting guy. He's got insights into wild beings that we probably never will. So. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Aldo, Aldo Leopold, even though he's not a turkey book author, he's one of my favorite authors. Um, if you haven't read Sand County Almanac, that should be required reading for everyone but although leopold said there are some who can live without wild things and some that can't and i'm in the latter camp and i think we on this phone and joe certainly fit that mold as well yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so what would you say is your most prized book that you own well i certainly i i have kind of every collector has their own little niche and Mm -hmm. Mine is I love to get signed, uh, just like we talked about with Joe. I like to get books signed if the author is living. But even for our, you know, deceased, I love tracking down signed books. So I've got books by, you know, Dwayne Bland and Charlie Elliott and Jack Dudley and and uh, many others are signed. Those are those are ones that I really treasure. Kenny Morgan, Doug Camp, um, Dwayne Bailey, just signed books that to me it's it's a link to that person they held that book they signed it they Mm -hmm. were proud of it and those words are still timeless yeah yeah that's cool that's awesome yeah Yeah. for for the listeners who may not know about brent his book collection is unbelievable i mean it is fast so just to make that clear for everybody (laughs) yeah you know there's and there's really so many books out there I know I, I was doing an exercise here a while back where I was going to say, well, how many actual turkey hunting books are there? And if you look at how many first edition, first printing books that are actually about turkey hunting, there's nearly 400. Now, that's you can easily double that number if you add things like scientific publications mm-hmm. and fiction. And But, I mean, if, I've probably got... 95% of them I've got a very small list I'm still working on and and uh it's it's a life mission for sure wow yeah have you read all of those that you have so or, or do you have a stack of three or four or 20 that you have yet to finish reading yeah it's 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 the latter I've probably read 60% of them just the sheer volume keeps me from you know having that task done even in the next couple of years it's going to take me a while and and some of the scientific ones, because I'm a biologist by training, I, I even enjoy reading those, but they're a bit slower reading. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's something I, I like to savor so I don't rush through. Yeah. Yeah. How many, I mean, at, at what point, you know, maybe you're picking up a book every now and then, but at what point were you like, all right, I'm going to start collecting these, like aggressively yeah. collecting books? Well, I think it was probably – it was probably 15 years ago or so when I went to a, a National Wild Turkey Federation national convention and, and, uh, you know, I got, uh, books from Earl Groves and Lovett Williams and a couple others there at the convention, they signed them for me. And, and I, I just, I was so interested in who they were. So that's what really got me interested in collecting the books. The books are just 
really represent people. They represent the personalities and and the knowledge and the entertainment that those people encompass. And as I started to meet the authors, I got very interested and I got home and kind of got on a mission. And, and then I, I, I really, st- I mean, I always had collected books, but it was more of a, you know, history, civil war, um, nature kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and then turkeys became my primary, primary interest. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's interesting. You know, I, I am by no means as much of a collector of books as you or even Cameron. Cameron burns through books and I, I hate to use the verb burns in this <laughs> in, in that context how about how about breezes through books pretty quickly so you know he's always got a turkey book that he's reading and and I just don't when I finally unplug from work at the end of the day the last thing that I want to do is read even if it's something about hmm. turkeys and so I don't have that kind of collection that you guys have and don't go through them like you do. But what would you say, like, give give me your top three to five. So we have illumination in the Flatwoods. For for a first time, maybe like a yeah, somebody, somebody who's wanting to grab five books, what would you go for? And, and let's do this, Brent. Let's say books that are pretty readily available today. Yeah. yeah. All right. So... I mean, there's reprints available of the American Wild Turkey by Henry Davis, and I I mm-hmm. think that is one that you know love having the original, but that that's one that I think everybody could enjoy, and it really shows the history. Tenth Legion by Tom Kelly is is just outstanding. Talked about illumination. Uh, Doc Weddle's book, so you had Doc on just a while back. Yeah. Great, you know, great kind of contemporary book that, that yeah. really takes you across the country. There's books that are contemporary books that are also ready readily available from from guys like ray i and and uh wade weinman and and you know you can find these books on ebay or amazon and all great reads yeah yeah very good so let's uh, one more question for you on books and then let's let's move on because i want to talk to you a little bit about some turkey collars yeah so what is one turkey book that you're working on right now, that you're reading right now? Uh, I'm reading Kenny Morgan's second book, which is Mongrels, Dogs, and Wild Turkeys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've I've, uh, I've not ever read it through. I, I got it initially and, and read most of it kind of quickly, and now I'm going back, and I really like who Kenny Morgan was. And, oh, yeah. and I, just got, I just got done reading again Old Pro Turkey Hunter, which I always read every year. I hadn't read it yet this year, and I had some time. And, and again, just a fantastic book. Yeah. yeah. Old Pro and then Kenny Morgan's One Man Game are, are two of my favorites so far for sure. Yep. Yeah. Maybe one day Brent Rogers will author a turkey hunting book about turkey hunting books. <laughs> I already told yeah, him if he, he does, he's he's going to sell one at least. <laughs> you could scratch that up. That'll be two. You you just doubled your orders. Well, that's uh, at a thousand dollars a piece. That almost pays for itself. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cameron's giving me mine for Christmas but, next year, so yeah. I'm looking forward. There, to there you go. Yeah, fifty years monthly installments. I'll pay it off. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I keep uh, I keep journals. I've got four journals full of turkey hunts and other turkey reflections, and and it's definitely in my future to write a book. I've got all different kinds of ideas. I, I really would love it to be about the people, you know, of turkey hunting and 
and this other stuff that kind of helps fill in those gaps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I had one more book question and I was going to ask with, there aren't quite, as many new books being released, I'd say that are, you know, really high quality. Are there any books that say in the past year or two that have been released that you really recommend that, or that you've gotten, you think this one was a great read. I know for me, Ron Jolly, that memories of spring, I thought was great. That was the first one I was going to mention. That was (laughs) again, Ron, Ron and his wife, Tess are just such great people. And yeah, and they've, they've been such a part of the industry, but not, not just as, you know, workers or observers really participating in it. That's such a great book. And Andy Cantrell uh, just wrote a book, which I just read. It doesn't take long to read it. I thought that was uh, uh, quite a good one. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I just finished it as well last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was well written. And yeah, I mean, the thing is, self-published books are so easy to do. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of books coming out. And I would encourage people, I think... Again, it's it's kind of a, we're all wearing shoe leather to the same task and maybe doing it different ways. But it's really it's really kind of neat how we kind of reason as turkey hunters get so much enjoyment out of it. So I, I I like reading these new books that are coming out. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, when you and I spoke, gosh, it's been a couple of weeks ago now about having you on the show to to interview you as the listener spotlight interview you made a comment to me about collecting collecting books and collecting collars and really collecting all things turkey and turkey hunting and so do you remember what you said to me about why you collect i don't know that i do recall it but i know i know i certainly have a passion for for the people and the history and yeah that's that's the big driver yeah it was and I, of course, I'm not going to remember it exactly, but it was something along the lines of the fact that you collect for the sake of the people who created those things, not for what they created, but you collect because of them. And that yep. you have, you know, obviously the, the authors who are deceased and the call makers who are deceased, you know, you, you are not really have not been able to communicate with them to get to know them and, and therefore collect what they've produced or written. But the ones who are still alive, you know, you indicated to me that that's why you collect and, you know, that that's a large part of what you decide to collect. So, yeah, I just, I just feel like the, the people of Turkey hunting is kind of an upper crust of the hunting collective, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but the, just everyone that I encounter for the most part is, is eager to share and listen to stories and and some make calls some make books some hunt hard but we all at the root of it have a mutual appreciation that uh you know i I think i find that these books and calls and recorded media and all these different things they they all just kind of keep that uh feeling and that reality of how important turkey hunting is to me at least uh, right there in front of me where it's it's just something I, I enjoy so much. It, it, the objects may not even, some of them be super valuable, but to me, they, they've got a value that transcends dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So not only are you into books, but you're into callers. And so what would be one of like the most unique calls that you have? 
All right, that's all we've got for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you would like to hear the rest of the interview with Brent Rogers, and I know that you do, then you, you will should. Need, yes, exactly. You will need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter Podcast, or you will need to buy just this one episode of the premium content. And I'm going to tell you how you can buy the one episode, and Cameron's going to tell you how you can become a premium content subscriber. Go, Cameron. If you would like to become a premium subscriber, you're going to get not only this week's episode, you'll get all the premium content for our past episodes and the premium content for the next 52 weeks. To do that, you're going to text the word Turkey Hunter, all lowercase, no caps, no spaces, Turkey Hunter to 44222. Andy will send you an email, and then you'll get set up with your own username and log into the Podbean app, and you'll be a premium subscriber. That will cost you $18 per year to get 52 weeks of information, as well as all of our past episodes. It's really a bargain. But if you want to test drive us first, you can get just this week's episode for how much, Andy? 99 cents. Mm. And how do we go about doing that? Yeah, you're just going to go to theturkeyhunterpodcast.com, look for episode number 322PS, that stands for Premium Single, and you are going to click on that episode, and it will ask you to make payment of 99 cents. You can do that and listen to the rest of this week's episode and if you like what you hear on this week's episode and you think, huh, I really would like to hear the rest of that interview with Doc Weddle or the rest of that turkey hunt from episode 319 yeah. with Cameron and his brothers, then you can also pick those episodes up for 99 cents each by clicking on the respective episode number. And remember, it has a P.S. after those episodes. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I don't think it could have been a much better listener to go for either. I'm telling you. I'm <laughs> that telling guy, you. You, you, have you seen a picture of what he calls his, his roost, where all of his books are? I have not. It's absurd. I bet. I I personally didn't realize there were that many books written about our great sport. He knows about quite a few of them. And, you know, he's a, when it comes to getting a signed copy of a book, he's, yeah, he's going to get it. I mean, he's relentless in his pursuit of getting the author to sign a book. And so, you know, to me, it makes him more valuable. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think he feels the same way about it, but. You know, I, I like the fact that he said when I asked him if if he reads all of these books when he gets them, and he's just basically said no. Yeah. yeah. He's got more than he can read right now. And to me, that's cool because that, that's just like somebody, that's somebody collecting books because they're about the sport, not because it's just the greatest book about the sport ever. Yeah. You know, he's just trying to get his hands on those books and what's in there and the stories. And, you know, I, I mean, I just love that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that was really cool. And I thought it was interesting he chose Illumination in the Flatwoods as one of his favorites. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, that's just, that's a pretty neat story. And it's not as turkey hunting related as it is more about just turkeys. Yeah, you know, it appeals to the biologist side of him. Yeah. I mean, that I love that book, and the PBS documentary on it is, 
incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then how they made the PBS documentary was even more incredible. Yeah, they like redid the whole thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Re-imprinted and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that was pretty insane. But yeah, Brent, great guy. I talked to him quite often on social media myself. It was fun to get to actually talk to him on the phone, and I think he's got an incredible collection up in Iowa. Maybe at some point I can get up there and meet him and see his actual collection. If you did that, you know he's going to run you through the paper detector before you leave his house. <laughs> he probably should. <laughs> probably have one of Jack Dudley's books stuck stuck in my vest somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed that as well. That was a good interview from just a very interesting guy. And so thank you, Brent, for taking time out. Gosh, that was Christmas Eve day. Yep. Is that right? Yep. And he took time out away from his family to let us aggravate him and pick his brain and talk turkeys with him. And, you know, again, he's just giving more and more of his time and that's just the kind of person he is so brent thank you and thank you for being such a long-time listener of the show yeah absolutely thanks brent so you guys listening that's what cameron and i are talking about when we say we'd like for you to nominate someone nominate someone you know it can be the best turkey caller you know in the area the best turkey hunter you know in your area. It the worst be, turkey hunter you know in your area. It could. In fact, I've got about <laughs> three or four that I want to nominate for that right now. <laughs> They'd be fun to talk to as well. <laughs> That's what we're looking for, you know, and, and I think that this will give the listeners a pretty good idea. And, and I think that we'll start to get quite a few more nominations for our next quarter's Listener Spotlight interview. And, you know, someone who's devoted a lot of their time to the sport, to the NWTF, to Wounded Warriors, whatever it happens to be. That's the kind of people that we want to interview and talk to. You know, we, we are a very, well, we're an odd group. For sure. In the eyes of what most people would consider to be a normal population, we're an odd group of people. Yeah. So, you know, we're very interesting in that respect. So email Cameron, email me, hit Cameron up on social media with a nomination or two or three, and we might pick your person that you want to listen to. So that'd be fun. That's yeah. What I'm looking for. Do it. Sounds like the favor of the week to me. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Well, then let's wrap this thing up for the week. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week and a happy new year. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.